0: With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sonehouse offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markonca slash That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at marcon.ca or follow them at Instagram at marconhomes. Marcon, building for life. This episode is sponsored by Scalina Real Estate. Surprising, I know. List your property with the Scalina Brothers by August 31st, 2016, and receive the same excellent service and a $1,000 credit towards closing costs. Enjoy the show. Hello. 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 This is
1: the Vancouver Weather State Podcast.
0: And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And today we've got an excellent episode.
1: Yeah, we always do. We always do.
0: And uh, we've got a new sponsor. We do. We I, do. I'm actually a little bit surprised that you can afford uh, this sponsorship, Matt. But uh, <laughs> Well, that's
1: why I waited till about the mid-teens of the episodes to sponsor it, because saving up. You're saving, saving up. No, just, just kidding. If anyone else wants to sponsor this podcast... Uh, we are affordable. We are affordable. For <laughs> sure. contact us today, but
0: more importantly, we're uh, we're we're looking uh, today at at some kind of big changes coming up and some things that we wanted to talk about and maybe some future episodes. And it's actually been two
1: weeks, which uh, dreadfully, unfortunately, we uh, we missed out on. Yeah, yeah. So, so we 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 skipped a week here, and it's in large part because of some some fairly big changes going on. Uh, well, more in your life than mine.
0: Yeah, so um, basically, I was I was selling my home. I think we had maybe mentioned that on the podcast uh, that I was selling my place in East Vancouver, and um, and I actually purchased another property, and it's um, it's a very extensive kind of studs out renovation. Um, so basically, that's what I've been doing. That's been taking up most of my time outside of uh, my my business hours.
1: And, uh, so, yeah. yeah, and, and while really what we've been talking about doing and what we're, this episode's gonna be the first, uh, of, of a number that look at this process, this renovation process that you're just beginning to undertake. And, yeah. uh,
0: well, this is the thing, right? Like, basically, We've, I've done renovations before. Um, we've renovated a, a house. We've renovated a condo. Um, we've done some extensive renovations. We've done some with permits. We've done some that haven't required permits. But this renovation is, uh, is kind of a next level renovation. It's, it's a full studs out house renovation and it's going to require a lot of permits it's going to require architectural drawings which we currently have and yeah well uh,
1: which rick morrow did our our
0: guest our, from the last episode our, yeah. ge- our guest in the next episode yeah last. Well. and last and last and last <laughs> rick's actually going to be the only guest <laughs> moving forward you see this is his podcast <laughs> is, <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> um but we're going to be yeah so we're we're basically going to be charting The renovation process uh, for for people that are living in the city of Vancouver that that, um, want to kind of see, you know, uh, just how backed up the city is, but also just (laughs) how this process goes and uh, some of the challenges, trials and tribulations, right? Some
1: of the challenges, uh, you know, some of the questions like to get permits or not. You know, right that that is uh, right. a question on a lot of people's well in lines. east
0: vancouver a lot of people don't get permits yeah
1: yes. and actually well, everywhere people don't get permits but
0: in east vancouver it's almost an ongoing joke that uh you know it's it's almost you're almost an odd man out if you get permits
1: yeah so we're gonna we're gonna tackle a lot of a lot of issues and and you're fairly early on in the in the process right now so we are uh, very early on so we haven't
0: actually even taken possession of the new place so we've we sold the the our existing home um, we had purchased before we sold, and now we're we're basically uh, starting uh, starting just getting all the permits ready. Right now we're looking at about a four to six month window to get the permits in place, and then we can start the
1: demo and uh, and and go from there. Yeah. So who knows where the story ends up? Well, everyone will have to stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. The suspense is already. I feel killing like we're me.
0: what's that podcast the. Uh, where they're charting the uh, we're real oh, time here.
1: Uh, yes. Somebody knows something? No. No, no not not serial. Serial. Yeah. Cereal. We're, we're, we're 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 you can call this the the renovation serial. Yeah. Yeah. Version <laughs> of serial. So so maybe today what we want to do is run through basically how where we're at now but yeah. how, and but more importantly how you got how you got to where you're at. So I mean, the whole process, as far as I understand, uh, started on a tour with a client in Strathcona. Yeah, so I was out with a client of
0: mine who's a a close friend of mine who was looking for houses in either Strathcona or Grandview. Um, He's looking more for a particular type of zoning, more of a holding property, or potentially to redevelop um, with kind of the angle of of building. Um, That's more what he's kind of after. Uh, When we came across uh, a renovation project. So I actually remember seeing the listing. I was, I was at one of my own listings. Uh, We use this service called Private Client Services. It usually updates. Yeah, it's uh, on our website as
1: well. Exactly. You can sign up if you're interested.
0: It it updates us usually about 36 to 72 hours before uh, listings hit MLS. So, Get a um, bit of a jump. You do get a bit of a jump. So this came up while I was at a a listing of my own. I think I was getting photos done at, at one of my listings. And I got the notification, and it basically um, it looked like an interesting property. So I immediately called uh, my client, and and we went and met over at the property and had a look. So yeah. wasn't the right fit for him because uh, he he was thinking it would be a challenging build, and he didn't really see the see the potential so much. And, well, and what was the zoning? Did it fit what he was looking for? The zoning. Well, here's the thing: it's a 25 foot lot, 25 by 122. It is duplex zoning. Um, but he's, you know, it's RT three zoning. Uh, he's actually was more interested in, um, uh, RM4 zoning the potential for multifamily and now he's actually even looking at you know redeveloping potentially townhomes or holding property in an area where potentially multifamily buildings are going to come knocking on his door down the road so, okay, so he's kind of more it, it wasn't the right fit for him and it to be honest it it's, it's an insurmountable amount of work like it's just unbe-
1: it's the house needs a lot of work so w- with that said i mean you saw an opportunity and I, I remember when you saw the opportunity cause you called me immediately. Uh, well I called you cause I wanted you to contact any clients that you had
0: for a renovation, um, a, a large renovation, but it is a very, it's a large house. It's got three bedrooms upstairs. It's, uh, about almost 900 square feet on the main floor, and then it also has a, a basement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I called you to see, and I think you contacted a few people I in your database f- to yeah. see if it might
1: be the right fit for them. And <clears throat> yeah, and it and it it, it wasn't at that point. Um, right. So that was it, it. Had been on that at that point. It had been on the market one day. It hadn't hit public MLS yet. It hadn't hit public MLS. So there was, but there were, if I remember correctly, there were that day. So you just, you started thinking about it yourself. Run, run well, me through the process. of my, my thinking on this. it, yeah,
0: my thinking on it was it hasn't hit public MLS yet and they were looking at offers at any time. So to me, um, the market in East Vancouver, the typical schedule, as we've talked about in the past, is, um, you know, Put the listing on the market. Uh, do a, a sneak preview. Often show it on the weekend, and then wait for offers on until about Monday or Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? So you have you fully exposed the property, and you, you see what the potential offers coming in will be. And that kind of you maximize your uh, your exposure. You get the best price possible. Um, in this case, uh, they wanted to get it sold. They were going to be waiting on offers. I had asked, "Would you consider an
1: offer today?" And they said, "Yes." So. Um, so, so we opportunity an there's an opportunity right there so but but there were other people that saw it that day.
0: There were a couple groups um, that that saw it, uh, not when we saw it in the morning, but later in the afternoon, I went back to have a quick look, and there was another two groups that had seen it, and I don't think people were clear. I think people were under the impression that they were waiting on offers, even though yeah, they were kind of no like everybody else almost. instructions right. yeah, exactly. So um, I just, uh, I went back and uh, I was able to get uh, my uh, fiancé through in very short notice. Um, and uh, I basically had a contract in my car and, and we wrote them, I think, uh, a really good offer. And, I, I, you know, I think everybody, it, it was kind of what we were looking at because it, it had the, it was a larger house than our house. Um, we like taking on projects. Uh, the house was in really rough condition, but it's in an area where there's not a lot of uh, inventory. It's mm-hmm. in a, there's very few houses that come on the market in that area.
1: And uh, it's right on a bike road. I mean, it's, it's a prime, prime location. So you had a contract in your car. You wrote up an offer, subject free. Subject free, uh, no were, subject to were inspection. Com- you were competing.
0: Um, I was, I was competing. There was one other offer that came in. I don't think the person had even seen it. Uh, once somebody saw it come up on private client services, they sent an offer over. So I, we were competing and, uh, basically we, we wrote a really s- strong offer. Uh, it was a subject free offer. We had the draft with us and, uh, we didn't do a subject to inspection. So didn't get to inspect the property, which I inspected after the fact. And, uh, it was maybe even rougher than we had anticipated. Those are the risks. Exactly. And, uh, we also, you know, we didn't have an oil tank scan. There was some missing, some key points that were missing that I would usually advise buyers to, uh, do their due diligence or help buyers do their due diligence. Um, in this
1: case, so, um, you know. Yeah. There 's always risks in real estate and and you're willing to uh, take larger ones than than some other people and and uh, maybe i 'm
0: just more immune to it and i don 't know if that's a, a, a smart approach or not, but we just uh, we we looked at the margins and what our potential expenses would be, and we figured that we'd, we'd still do okay if we had to incur some costs
1: so so this we 've said as much as the area being in Strathcona right. Now, clearly, you saw an opportunity with this specific listing in terms of broader opportunities, right? Like, okay, so they were taking offers immediately. Uh, You got in very quickly. We ran it by a bunch of clients who weren't interested. So it was fair game for you as far as the way we run our business. Uh, But what were the larger sort of opportunities that you saw? Um to me I mean and we've
0: talked about this it's it's no surprise that I would be shopping in in Strathcona everybody knows how we feel about Strathcona Chinatown area the viaducts coming down and the the potential of that area I mean you're literally I'm a 6 minute drive from my office and uh I really I I love the area myself we we spend a lot of time there regardless at the coffee shops and restaurants and uh, and you know, I mean, we, we really think there's going to be a huge upswing
1: in the area. And even if there isn't, uh, it's an area that you, we enjoy, we want to, be we want to there. live there. So yeah. Okay. And then in, in terms of there was another sale as well, right? That, well, that was yeah. Exciting, so we, exciting well,
0: one, one thing that we looked at when we ran the comparables and this is often for, for detached houses, especially if it involves a renovation, you have to look at, first of all, if there's comparable properties in the area that are in similar condition. But then you also have to look at, at uh, renovated homes in the area on you know similar sized lots and, and um, basically what they're selling for, right? So similar uh, vintage of house and, and to what degree the renovation is and, and what your margins are, basically. Um, so in this case, uh, there was a house just down the street from ours. Yeah, you kind
1: of lucked out in terms of uh, comp.
0: Well, it, it it had just sold. So, and and what's been happening in in Strathcona right now is because there's very limited supply. There's been some really big sales over there in both the uh, townhouse and and um, uh, uh, you know the attached market and then also the detached market. Even though there's you know very few uh, detached homes coming to market, um, but there'd been some sales. There was a house that uh, had sold for around the one four mark that was uh, just down the street. So that was. Uh, higher price and then there was a renovated house that had sold i think it was 175 or 185
1: yeah i think it was over 18 wasn't it
0: i think it was 185 if i remember correctly but regardless it suggested that the the our purchase price there was there was room to put a considerable amount of money which we thought we we could we could breathe new life into the property and and we'd still have a a pretty significant margin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for resale so uh, there was room for betterment basically
1: yeah so you factored all that in and decided to jump and you did this all within a couple hours i think that's part of uh working in real estate it kind of makes you immune to it, the types of decisions that other people might take uh, a little bit longer yeah uh or or get a little bit more worked up uh about
0: yeah we well we we've you know we buy and sell uh, i mean being in real estate i think uh First of all, we know we tend to know the inventory really well, and and uh, you know I think I'm quite confident with my decision making when it comes to to, to buying and selling, and uh, just like when we sold our property, you had helped me out with uh, the sale of of my property. Um, I feel like decisions need to be made timely in a timely manner. Um, opportunities go away as quickly as they come. And they would, and it would have been gone by the end of the day well, regardless. exactly. So somebody else would have bought it. And uh, from the sounds of things, just from different agents I've spoken to in town, uh, the next day there were offers coming. People just weren't aware that um, that they were actually looking at offers that day. So Yeah. Yeah. So you bought a house. So we bought a house, so um, the next steps are, are gonna be uh, the renov- renovating. Um, we've, we've basically hired a contractor, um, we've hired um, an architect, uh, we've hired somebody to help us navigating through the permit process. Um, even though we're doing a lot of the legwork, we, we wanna make sure that we, we maximize our, um, we maximize the opportunity um, in the permit process and, and with the city in terms of F- FSR and what's allowable on the lot. Um, so we've kind of, we're, we're building a team, a lot of the team, FSR
1: being floor space ratio. Right. So, so, so maximizing the, the space that you can build on that. Exactly. On the land. Exactly. So
0: if I was to tear this house down, for example, um, which I, which I don't plan on doing, uh, the city would it it'd be pretty much cut and dry that they'd give a 0.6 FSR. So that would be a, a pretty small house. It would probably be about 1800 square feet, if you, and this house
1: is this house the is currently house. about 2300 square feet so you actually have a larger house and you'd be able to build today
0: well if you work with the city and do um, something called heritage retention you often get a larger FSR which is closer to 0.75 and even with an infill it can be as high as 0.9 or over 0.9 so
1: and for the people listening here in terms of 0.7, 0.6, 0.75, how, how are you doing the math on the square footage there
0: so you're you're basically looking at uh, point the whatever the the number is the 0.75, 0.95 or whatever it is times the uh, lot area so uh, this lot is a 25 by 122 so it's a narrower lot than a standard lot a typical standard lot mm-hmm. in Vancouver is about 33 by 122. So um, looking at those numbers, uh, we would our lot size would be about 3,050 square feet. So 0.6 of that, I think, is what? I Hold don't on, know. On My on mental this. math. I, I was suggesting around the 1,800 square feet mark. but.
1: So it sounds to me like we're going to be talking about this story for for a long time moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in purgatory for a long time. <laughs> and and we're going to come back and forth. You know, we'll, we'll talk about other things, but intermittently we're going to be coming back to this this massive project you're undertaking. Yeah. I'm going to be charting the bags under your eyes and the new lines on your face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's all sorts of exciting things <laughs> no, coming up. Kidding. So the plan for the podcast is we're going to be uh, coming back and forth or yeah. coming back to this topic intermittently. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have
0: other, the regular type episodes, but also we're going to have episodes like, you know, uh, going through this process, like questions like, should I hire an architect, how to navigate the city, how to hire a contractor, looking at numbers to consider when taking on a project. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of unexpected challenges and potential future episodes as well. So
1: yeah, we might even have one on how to uh, maintain a relationship through... a massive, uh, stressful undertaking like this. Yeah, but we're not going to be interviewing Sabrina, that's <laughs> for sure. Because <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't want to air my dirty laundry here.
1: <laughs> so yeah, well, okay, so this sound, This all sounds great. Uh, I had another question for you. Sure. Um, so, so we've sort of charted the plan moving forward, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the selling process. So you had a house in East Van, a little yeah. bit
0: further east. Hired the second best realtor
1: in Vancouver to sell it for me. <laughs> and what a smashing job he did yeah. <laughs> i'm still waiting for the testimonial but right, right. <laughs> yeah. so so yeah i was involved in that sale i mean the the question that's probably on um everyone's mind or at least it was on mine is is why did you sell that house so we yeah so you know what? and and just so i just, sure. just to be clear here i mean everyone talks about getting dirt, owning dirt in Vancouver. I mean, you bought a house that you, you'd own that house um, uh, for a decent amount of time. You'd seen a decent return on it. Yep. Um, you potentially could have rented it out and kept it as a holding property. Um, why sell? Well, you know what? I mean, to be honest, uh, in a perfect
0: world, I think I would have held the property. Um, and we we definitely question that uh that potential and we we ran the numbers and at the end of the day it was a more of a lifestyle decision it was based on uh, uh you know the, the having funds available for the project um but also managing stress and um and making sure that we weren't too exposed when it came to um you know just uh, our finances in general so
1: fair enough so you're saying, if I read between the lines, you're not independently wealthy.
0: I'm not independently wealthy. And you're already yeah. fairly
1: exposed in the Vancouver I am, real estate I'm, I'm market. I'm very...
0: Let's just say I'm all in. I've uh, tied my career, <laughs> right. so, my investments. Uh, when I when I say that there's an opportunity in the area, I don't think anyone believes it more than I do. Yeah. And I jump in uh, head first. So <laughs> This
1: is... Uh, yeah. If, <laughs> if, if anyone's looking for somebody who's betting on Vancouver real estate, uh, he's yeah. sitting across from me. Yeah, yeah.
0: But... Uh, we are you know we're fairly leveraged um we we this is what we do we don't do stocks and bonds we don't do um we don't we don't really diversify our portfolio too much we invest in land we invest stick with what you know yeah and it is what it is what i you know what we hope what we know and what we what we study and we this is you know what we eat sleep and breathe so yeah so that's that's where i'm at but i had to basically we were we're freeing up some capital we saw an opportunity and and i think actually we we did sell on a weekend that was kind of slow for uh, the East Vancouver market, but I still think we got a really excellent uh, price for.
1: Yeah, you know what? It was, it, it was funny because we've, in, over the last couple houses we've sold in, in, in East Van, uh, the open houses have kind of a, an energy to them. That- it's called frantic. Yeah, a frenzied kind of energy yeah. um, that was that was missing um, at, at your opens in, in the same way. I mean, there were still a lot of people through... Tons of positive feedback. Yeah. Um, I knew that there was going to be multiple offers on the place. This is a, the, right. the market where, you know, when you get multiple offers and you're still kind of talking about how disappointing the open houses were, which is kind of ridiculous. Right. But, um, but but we, was, had, we had
0: sold, we had had some big sales in that area, and we were kind of hoping that we'd, we'd generate a similar buzz to some of the homes.
1: Well, and you guys had made, speaking of renovations, not as extensive as the one you're planning now, but it was a fairly extensive renovation. It looked yeah. great. I mean, it yeah. showed amazing. So
0: yeah, no, I think we did. An, I think we did a good job on on our on our place, and uh, you know, you and I came up with a good uh, pricing strategy. I think we came up with um, you know a, a good marketing plan, and I think we we presented well. The yeah. one thing you just can't
1: always figure out is is how the weekend's going to be overall. And and I think, it was funny because we talked. You know, we we were talking to other agents who had homes for sale that weekend and they said the same thing
0: yeah it was just it was a it was a oddly slow weekend and there didn't seem to be too many people out looking and so i mean it was and i should also preface that by saying you know what the uh the the weather it was like one of the first super nice weekends that we've had and uh, there's you know which meant the house showed really well I remember one of the buyers had said I think that was one of the feedback that that you gave me that one buyer said well this house looks great but all houses look great when it's a day like this right yeah yeah. um but it's just funny like a lot of people were you know likely taking the weekend off of uh, looking at homes and. Anyways, but we ended up with three offers, which were great, and um, yeah, and we ended up with the dates that we wanted, and um, even though now we're finding with the permit process and how backed up it is, we may be homeless for uh, a while, or else we might be, uh, who knows, maybe we'll be living in someone's basement, but um, regardless,
1: it's... What's your phone number for anyone who has a basement suite available? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll be living in a tent. Um,
0: But anyways... So there, that's that's where we're at. So maybe what we'll do then is is just uh, talk a little bit. So we're going to be having our next episode. Actually, will be uh, with an architect. So talking about some of the things that uh, we're having Rick Morrow back, which yeah. is great. Um, he's going to talk to us about why people should hire an architect, what role an architect plays, and a little bit about design design merit and design in the city and that sort of thing so um something to look Not forward to
1: it is it's going to be a great episode
0: yeah any anything else that you wanted to mention before we uh
1: end no this episode? i think uh, i think that's it it's uh this is a super exciting uh project at least from my vantage point i'm really excited to see where this goes and it's right. like the best part about it is i can sit back ask questions and watch you age uh, like obama and uh <laughs> And uh, and uh, hopefully everyone can learn something from this. Uh, exactly. This undertaking. And what we'll do
0: is as well. If anyone's interested, we'll be sharing kind of our our drawings and architectural drawings and that yeah, sort of things on and, on the uh, website. I think this is going to be um, uh, we're going to be blogging this as well. So it's something that that uh, hopefully will you know what if it, if it helps anybody in terms of planning because we're we're navigating this with a pretty good team I think. So um, this sure. is definitely not. Uh, not uh, our uh, well, uh, although it's 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 our area. It's it's we're definitely leaning on people around us. Well, yeah,
1: that's what any any. Anybody doing a smart renovation does, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so build perfect. a good team. So you can reach me at 778-866-4574
1: or adam at com. And Matt, how can people reach you? 778-847-2854 or matt at com. And uh, we have that nonpartisan line, info at com.
0: Okay, thanks a lot. Have a great week. Talk I'll to talk you soon, soon. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419.
1: We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down.